We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, 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 Station. So I was looking at some numbers. I don't have the uh, exact numbers in front of me right now, but people have been tracking the batting average of balls in play so far in spring training, and lefties are getting more hits. It is just a fact. And we thought this would happen, and we know it's probably eventually going to normalize somewhere, but where usually batting average of balls in play in MLB is right around 300 because of the shift. It has had a significant drop edging down closer to 290. That is a lot. That is a ton of missing singles that Theo Epstein is trying to put back into the game. And a lot of these have primarily been taken away from left-handed pole hitters. They have. Like, that's been something that Yasmani Grandal has been struggling with. Like, he has been someone that has been completely affected by the shift rules. And now... It opens up him being a more productive player. He talked about this on the White Sox Talk podcast about how this could really help him offensively. The shift definitely uh, took away a lot of money from him. Took away a lot of hits from me. Took away a lot of doubles. In 2019, I have Cincinnati playing almost five outfielders just to make sure that I don't get extra base hits. But yeah, people shifted me knowing exactly where I was hitting the ball. Pitching me so I can hit it there no matter how hard I would hit it. And now all of a sudden you're thinking, well, if I hit the ball here, it's going to be an out. So I got to get it up in the air even more and I got to hit it as hard as I can. Mm -hmm. Luckily for me, I was strong enough to be able to hit it as hard as I could and I'll leave the ballpark. So hitting in the 240s was okay just because, you know, my, my OPS at the end of the year was over 800. So I knew exactly what my strengths were. I knew I needed a walk. I knew I needed a hit for power uh, and then take care of my guys behind the plate. So uh, I concentrated on that. So this year it's going to be a little bit easier just because, you know, now with two strikes, I know that, all right, you don't have to go for that big swing. You know, you just go stay up the middle and get your line drive or or you can pull this ball in between first and second uh, where before you're pulling it between first and second, it's a double play. Yeah. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. And it's going to be a headache for me just because now we're going to have to change a few things of how we're pitching, how we're playing defense. Guys are going to be going to have to be on their toes a little bit more. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. It's fascinating to see a guy be that honest about how it changed his actual approach at the plate. And that's it. I think it's just it's a simplistic argument to say, oh, we'll just hit it where they ain't. Yes, if it were that simple, everybody would be doing it, and we wouldn't have anything to talk about. No, what it did, it reinforced the idea. Hit it over the fence. Hit it oh, hit, with the high percentage shot, so to speak. Hit it into the out. Hit it over the fence, and then nobody can do anything. So yesterday, the athletic staff did an aggregate piece, and I love it when they do this, where they pull all their writers, and it said which players will be most affected 
by MLB's new rules, one pick from each team. I'll give you a half a guess as to who it is for the White Sox. Is it Yasmani Grandal? It is indeed Yasmani Grandal, and that's per James Fegan. And he also brought up the good point about Moncada, saying Moncada gets shifted slightly more, and Moncada and Gavin Sheets both pull the ball more a bit overall, but neither's offensive approach is quite as single-mindedly focused on driving the ball to right field with authority as Grandal hitting left-handed. So there you go. And he says, by his own description, Grandal's goal is to take walks and crush mistakes, and now there will be less noise in his results. As you're coming up, they're telling you to hit these low-line drives, Grandal said this spring. And all of a sudden, they start taking that away from you, and you're going to kind of reinvent yourself all over again. We made it. We're out of it. And that also explains his statistically bizarre season from two years ago, does it not? It kind of does, but I, I am I am wondering now, like just trying to look at this from all angles, are we sure that this version of Grandal is going to be a more effective overall hitter? If, he's, if he is thinking less about driving the ball over the fence – and ending up in a in a position where he can't run because he's a base clogger. Like I I know that there are going to be some RBIs that he ends up getting, but he's also incredibly slow and plotting. Yeah, I don't mind him being walk strikeout homer as long as the homers are there and for the this, walks are there. Yeah, for this specific fine. player, we know the White Sox hit more singles than everybody ever last year they sure did that's something that uh none of us want to revisit but i think for this particular player focus on getting on base and the home runs will be there yeah maybe maybe you end up getting pitched and you end up getting more mistakes because you're getting on base more i i'm curious to see how it all works out and how his health is because that's a another big component of whether or not he's an effective player for the White Sox, is, is he going, do his legs work? Oh, and, and can he catch? Can he stay wow. in front of a ball? You know, there's, there's, there's two new catching metrics that are coming out now. One is, I believe, blocks above average that is actually measuring the number of passed balls slash wild pitches I mean, that, that, that you can take away that prevent and actually show how good you are, how trustworthy you are about blocking those, some of those you know, bounced curveballs and bounced splitters and the stuff in the dirt. And Yaz is terrible. He's terrible. He struggles. He's ter- and, and sometimes sometimes he struggles just catching a ball that's yes. thrown right at him. What did, what did Steve Stone say? I like catchers who can catch. Mm-hmm. We've seen him struggle with catching balls from pitchers, blocking balls in the dirt, Catching pop-ups is a big problem for him, too. He gets turned around and isn't in the best position to make plays. The framing aspect of his game is, for me, was a bit overstated when the White Sox signed him. It's it's funny because it, it reminds me a lot of how people were talking about Nick Madrigal and all of his tools. It's the same thing with Grandal. It's like, well, look, we know that that he got benched in playoff series in Milwaukee and Los Angeles. But if you look at the metrics of him framing pitches, he stole a lot of strikes for his pitchers. He does. He He's really good at stealing strikes when he catches the ball. There are also times when he is trying to steal a pitch and you end up with him either not getting the ball or getting a catcher's interference because he's literally trying to steal the pitch from uh, uh, ahead of home plate. So there, there's still a lot there with Grandal where – I really like him as a guy, and I think that he might actually have some of the stuff that you need to be a leader if we keep looking for leaders inside that clubhouse. But his deficiencies are so pronounced 
that that when you see it, you're like, mm. it makes you think differently about him as a player. Yeah, but the three run homers mitigate that. That would like be awesome. Believe I don't. But here's the thing: I don't think that any of these things are things we haven't talked about. What we haven't talked about is I'll tell you, nobody's Grand- talking about exactly. It's the McCaskies. What we haven't talked about is is Grandal's approach to the shift and how that might benefit him. So to see that put in practice, I think is encouraging. The other player, of course, that they mentioned in this town was Dansby Swanson. That was more from a defensive metric than it was a hitting metric. And we'll have more on that. Like there, there's some really good kind of sexy baseball stuff. But then you from scroll, Dansby yeah, I'm, Swanson. I'm curious about who some of these other names is Rizzo on this list. Is Rizzo is a hundred percent on this is list. Schwarber on the list. Uh, yes. Kyle Schwarber is on this list. Jose Ramirez is on the list. Can you imagine Jose Ramirez getting even better? Jose Ramirez might hit 350 this I year. I mean, yeah. if that doesn't say a lot. Uh, for Detroit, Miguel Cabrero was the one mentioned. Well, at this point, he's just he's just happy to be here. I know, but it, it was really Earning compelling to see. It was really compelling to see some of the arguments. Shohei Otani for the Angels was mentioned. Did you see Shohei hit that home run off his knee in the WBC? Yeah. Like, that was like Adrian Beltre. Dude is unbelievable. So I did I, a little, sorry, Layla. I did a little math back here. Because, you know, Dan mentioned math. he was looking for okay. batting Not. average of balls in play for okay. left-handed hitters this spring compared to maybe those of the past. And we should say that usually BABIP is higher in spring because you have lesser defenders out there. There's a lot of minor leaguers playing defense who can't get to the same ball. Diamondbacks team, we don't even know who they are. Bush League D-backs. So now that we know that the shift ban is in play for 2023 spring, the average BABIP of 2023 left-handed hitters is 323. Wow. That's compared to 282 last season, and that's throughout the regular season. Wow. I know small sample. Yeah, 323 versus 282. I would call that... Wow! That is what the kids call statistically significant. Yeah, and that unsustainably so, but still, that's that's a massive jump. So it's, it's how we're going to see that play out in the regular season, of course, but given what we know so far, this is making things very different. Yep. And and players are encouraged by it, which is something that I think is also good for the game. Here's the problem. And we'll, I mean, we got to get to Mike Florio, but something else to keep in mind is the other rules might make batting harder. 100%. For hitters. And they've been, as the preseason has gone on, like we've, we've seen be like, oh, this is actually something that affects hitters, not pitchers. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.